0: From Ringler, this is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975, so when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts.
1: Hello, Ring the Radio fans. Welcome back to the industry-leading podcast, Ring the Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. There have been some buzz phrases in the media over the past couple of years surrounding the workplace. Phrases like the great resignation, quiet quitting, the virtual workforce. These phrases have been referring to the topic of today's conversation, addressing the talent gap in the insurance industry. Our guests today are Amy Cooper. Vice President of Carrier Practice at Gallagher-Bassett and Founder of Rise, and Jared Z, a Structured Settlement Consultant at Ringler. In our discussion, we dive into what has happened to the talent in the insurance industry and some potential solutions to address it. Let's listen in. Ringler Radio fans, I have a treat for you. Today, I'm joined by Amy Cooper and Jared Z. Welcome.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So today we're going to be discussing the changing talent environment in the insurance world. We've all read the stories, COVID, the great resignation, quiet quitting. There's a lot of stuff going on in industries across the world, but today we're just going to focus on the insurance bit of it. So Amy, you started an organization to address some of these challenges and changes that have happened, and I'm hoping you can give our audience a quick background on what RISE is and why you started it.
0: Yeah, uh, my name is Amy Cooper, and I'm the founder of RISE. I also am vice president of carrier practice at Gallagher Bassett. And back in 2017, I just started in the insurance industry and had shown up at a big conference. He had some CEO on stage talking about this talent gap that we are now all experiencing. (laughs) And I remember just looking around the room, felt like the youngest person (laughs) by a lot, and (laughs) I was trying to look for a young professionals group. I couldn't find one, so I started one. And that was how RISE got started. And today, it's a whole lot more than just a a group of my friends that we were starting to put together. It's a national organization. We have four committees. We have a mentorship program. We have uh, our annual leadership summit. And we also have a strategic planning board that Jared is on. And so happy to be talking with him today.
2: Thank you, Amy. Yeah. My name is uh, Jared Z. I work with Ringler. Um, I've been a settlement consultant for about 15 years, and um, I've had the honor to serve um, on the Strategic Planning Board of RISE for about, I'd say, six months. Um, and it's a really amazing organization in terms of giving young insurance professionals the network and the education they need to become successful in the insurance industry. So I'm really excited to
1: talk about it today. Excellent. So talk about a self-starter, Amy. You literally walk into a room. Oh, I don't see anything I like. I'm going to start my own thing. That's fantastic. I'm sure I'll, people will probably get a ton of inspiration from you about that. So what, what I mean, you, you said Rise has been going since 2017. What's been kind of the big growth that you've seen out of your organization over these past couple of years?
0: Yeah. So initially we started off by kicking off with an award of the top rising stars in the industry. And that still continues today. Um, We have other awards. We have mentor of the year. We have a leadership in equity and diversity. We also profile the best internship programs in the industry. Um, But it went from supporting young people in their career to also attracting new talent to insurance. So that's the big big growth Um, and our strategic planning board and and Jared play a big part in what our strategy is going forward. We're seeing a a lot more educational resources come out. We're doing e-learning. We also have a TikTok, Instagram channel. You can follow us on there. Um, And we're also putting together other fun initiatives like scholarships for people to experience conferences if their companies aren't already going to send them Um, and also scholarships for students, too. So there's a lot happening.
2: And it's it's really amazing to have one place to go to, to to get those kind of internship opportunities listed out all in one spot, because a lot of people when getting into this industry, it's kind of they don't know where to go, who to talk to. Uh, who to reach out to. And I think Rise really fills that gap for them. And it's also not, here, go get this internship. It's, we can set you up with a mentor that's going to help you and, and meet with you month after month and talk with you about your concerns, where you want to go from here, how's it going. And so you really don't have to go it alone.
0: Yeah, and and so you know, Jared, from the event too, it's a lot about who you know and the networking. Mm-hmm. And I think something that Rise does very well is it pulls together top executives c-suite executives in the insurance industry and mixes that with our new and upcoming talents i I think that's also just that
2: it was really really cool to see all those top level c you know executives be so open and honest with these young professionals at the gala um going was a great time by the way it was a wonderful event and just Just seeing these people talk to these executives and see where their career could go was outstanding and seeing them get excited about it.
0: Yeah, it's really inspiring. I I think our speed mentoring event was probably the best rated feature. I mean, you just have like, there's CEO of Tokyo Marine giving you advice on your career. How cool is that? So
1: it's so fantastic that you have this outlet and this opportunity for folks to get together and exchange ideas. And that idea exchange is critical because I know there's a really big challenge in the industry right now. It's the, the talent gap we're talking about. So let's dive into that for a second. So I think any leader would say, hey, having great talent was critical for a business success. Could you both talk about the challenges facing the industry kind of right now with regards to talent? Because there's clearly downstream ramifications from first notice of loss all the way to a claim settlement. I mean, things can be upended. Problems could have financial concerns. I mean, so let's dive in and unpack that a little bit.
2: Sure. I mean, what I've seen in my experience um, as a settlement consultant is during the pandemic, a lot of individuals decided to retire, or maybe they moved careers, or just moved to different carriers, and um, they took a lot of experience and knowledge with them, um, being a, a, a you know well rounded claims handler or risk manager takes years of experience and also adequate training to do well. And I think that because there was that void, um, there wasn't the opportunity for some of these younger people to get the kind of education and experience they needed. Um, so I think overall that's going to, that's going to produce not so favorable outcomes um, for the individuals or the companies that they work for. Um
0: Yeah, this talent gap's been brewing for a while. I mean, back in 2017, we were talking about it. Well, it's here. And what does that really look like? Um, I have a a friend who runs a claim organization, and more than 50% of his people are eligible to retire right now.
1: That's scary. That's devastating.
0: Yeah. If all of that knowledge were to walk out the door and we didn't create a way for the next generation and the future leaders to absorb that, then we're going to have a lot of challenges like Jared, like you're saying, I mean, you won't have the same experiences if you're dealing with somebody who just started yesterday versus somebody who's a 30 year veteran. So kind of like that bridging that talent gap is so critical. And that's like, that's why when Rise comes in and says, hey, we're going to create this knowledge transfer strategy, let's talk about how we're going to mentor the next generation, why that's such an important, plays such an important role for our industry.
2: I have a a good story to go along kind of with this point. Um, There was an individual that moved into a manager's position at a claims office that I do work with. And when I was on the phone um, with this person, there were a lot of things that a standard claims handler would have the knowledge of. And I could tell that she was a little nervous because she was moved in this position in what she thought was prematurely. Um, So Mm -hmm. I had to walk her through a few things and it just kind of highlighted, okay, there's a lot of individuals being moved up into management positions that don't necessarily have that experience or had a mentor above them before they moved into that position. And I think that's Mm -hmm. where RISE comes in to fill that gap.
0: Well, and also what that means is it just means it's all of our responsibility. You know, it's not just one company, it's our whole industry. And even you at, you know, a settlement consultant being able to mentor that claims person. Um, it's going to take our whole industry working together to help each other and put that hand down and help pull people up.
2: I you know, and I I remember talking to some of the more experienced claims handlers, and them discussing how the the carriers used to have these training programs where they would travel um, to their headquarters, and there would be a building next to their headquarters that was just for training, and they would stay a month, and they would learn exactly what they were doing and what they needed to do to be successful, and then they would get sent back to their local office, and they would they would start their career and they would be successful because they had that foundation, and I feel like we moved away from that. Um, and, and now the carriers are seeing a need to jumpstart that again.
0: Yeah, I think we all felt the effects of everyone moving away from the training program and Mm -hmm. we've learned our lesson and we're bringing it back. I know Gallagher Bassett's really brought back the training program strong in the last few years and several other carriers I talked to as well. Um, there's even some other opportunities out there. I, I know there's one company that does a rotational. Program for their new employees, and they rotate through different departments. Um, but you know, we're we're definitely bringing it back because there's a need. Mm.
1: There's a. I was reading in an article the other day. There's now four generations in the workplace: Boomers, Gen X, Gen Y, and the new one, Gen Z. Uh, I know everyone offhandedly probably says or refers to the newest generation as those pesky millennials but they're actually kind of more in mid form in their career middle management etc uh gen z is the new kids on the block so to speak and i'm wondering if either of you have any insight or experience on what that generation wants in the workplace and how should or do companies need to appeal to this new generation are their you know, focuses and wants different than the generations before
0: them so I recently read that by 2025 Gen Z is going to make up 27% of the workforce so that's more oh. than a quarter of our workforce and that's you know a year year and a half away now. Yeah. And one of the things I found most interesting is that while salary is still the number one driver for choosing um, their career they would actually choose salary less than future or than prior generations. And that if given the opportunity between making more, but doing something boring or doing something exciting and making a little less, it's really a 50, 50. So it's kind of crazy. Um, And the other things that they value, it's, they're the most global generation. Imagine that they can just grew up ordering something from across the globe with the click of a button. (laughs) Um, Insurance is a global, you know, we are global as a global industry. It's a great uh, fit for that generation. And then I think there's one other thing Um, people assume that Gen Z just wants to work remote and that they Mm. don't want to come into an office, but something that we gathered um, data from our elite 50 internships at rise was that actually almost all of the internships are back in person and that the interns prefer the in-person interaction. So while Mm. they want flexibility in their career they don't necessarily want to be 100% remote, which is what I think the assumption is. And, and that's not what we're seeing in the polls and in the data.
2: I think that's a great point because having that in-person interaction and building that kind of team atmosphere of, I want to work somewhere where they're going to invest in my education in, in the industry. Um, I'm going to have mentors there to help me make the right calls when I need to and you know avoid those pitfalls that, that some people fall into. And it's just, I think Gen Z is looking for, yes, they're looking for a good work-life balance, but they're also looking to make an impact on their community. And I think having um, carriers focus on, we can help you make a difference in other people's lives is important because that'll speak to them.
1: Let me explore that point right there, Jared first of all, Gen Z sounds like they paid attention in psychology class on Paslo's hierarchy and knees. They have that self-actualization thing down so good for them but on the point and topic of training and getting them what they need to excel, uh, I'm wondering if these companies because they have a different workforce coming in they want different things, maybe they see it as and they want maybe a more global or changing, environment as they go through the career, they don't want to necessarily invest so much into the training just because they know that they're going to move or go somewhere else in short term. Uh, is that a good idea? Should companies just give them the minimally viable product of training just so they can get the job done? Or should they have different considerations when they are putting that together?
2: I feel like we're seeing the negative ramifications of that kind of mindset now. Yeah. Um, hmm. I've, you know, as we mentioned before, you know the the mentality of having these training centers and everybody that's a new hire to come and spend the time getting the education they need. Um, that we that carriers have moved away from that, and now they're moving back towards it because they don't have the experienced talent pool they need to get the outcomes they want.
0: Yeah, I think that this is a complete like cultural shift of our industry and the mindset around. Hey, you know, I can't believe that these millennials are just so not loyal. They just job hop. And so Mm. now Gen Z is like, they're going to move every couple of years. I can't believe that. Well, if you think about where that comes from, you have, you know, we used to have pensions. We used to have a reason to stay around, but now that's not the way the world operates anymore. So Gen Z is looking at this as they're expecting to build a very broad base of knowledge before they get specialized in their career. So they expect to visit four or five different companies in their first 10 years. So your company, you could look at it as, Hey, they're not going to stick around. But if you do that, then you're going to miss out on all of the innovation that comes with the young talent, with the fresh ideas. Mm. And if you, if you don't hold on to those great people for at least their first couple of years, um, you're not going to, I guess you're not going to move as fast as other companies who are embracing bringing in that young, innovative talent.
1: Interesting. Okay, well, as we wrap up our discussion today, what call to action would you like to initiate to your fellow colleagues in the industry about the talent of today and tomorrow?
0: So, I will shamelessly plug that everyone who's listening go on to riseprofessionals.com and you should join. It's free to join Rise um, if you're either someone who's looking for networking, you're looking to grow your career, um, or if you're an organization that's looking to build your talent base. So, uh, go follow us on Rise on our Instagram and our LinkedIn. <laughs> and TikTok. and I'll,
2: just, I'll just reiterate that Rise is a great place to start. Um, maybe get, get involved with a claims organization. Or association in your area. Um, I know there's also a claims college that CLM does. You could get into that. Um, and also if, if you see anybody that's interested in the insurance industry or has questions, reach out to them, tell them that they should go to RISE's website and take a look because there are a lot of great opportunities in this industry.
1: Amy Cooper and Jared C. Thank you for taking the time, sharing your insights and ideas here at Bring the Radio. We appreciate it.
0: Thank Thank you so much.
1: Before we go, if you're a fan of Ringler Radio, be sure to like and subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. We'd also like to thank our Ringler Radio sponsors American General Life Company, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. For more information about how to join RISE, you can find their website link in our show notes. For more information about Claim Settlement Consultant Services, contact your local Ringler consultant by locating them at www.ringlerassociates.com.
0: Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.